Welcome back to the YI Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started doing what they're doing so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we're with a neurotherapist, Dr. Katherine. I'm saying that right, right? Yes, Dr. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Dr. Katherine. Um, she's been a neuro, I, I hope I'm doing this right, neurotherapist since 2012. Yes. And she has been in the mental health industry since about 19, I forgot exactly which, uh, what year, but night in the 1990s. Um, yep. Now, doctor, I'm so, so, so excited to have you on the show today. Um, and I think everybody else will be happy to hear uh, what you have to say today. But why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm, I'm really excited to, to do this. I'm always um, happy to share what I do uh, with younger people, I go to school sometimes and talk about it. And, uh, at least a lot of the girls that I've worked with with different mentoring programs have been really excited. And I don't think that a lot of people are aware of neurotherapy. So people know about the psychology field and the mental health field, but they don't know about this uh, specific specialization and it's a niche mm. of neurotherapy. So it's something on top of getting your um, regular education within the mental health field. Great. Okay. So, and uh, can you please verify, you know, how long exactly you've been into in the industry, oh. especially mental health? <laughs> I've been in the mental health field. I've been a, a therapist since 1999. And then after becoming a therapist, uh, gaining my master's degree, mm-hmm. I went on to get my doctorate degree and I became a psychologist. And then I specialized, <laughs> and um, along the way, too, I mm. specialized in um, neurotherapy, which I love. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so let's dive right into these questions. So why and how did you become a neurotherapist? I'm going to start from the beginning, um, because neurotherapy is its own special niche. Mm-hmm. I actually started out in the mental health field because I just wanted to help people. And that was a, a desire that I, I had since I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to volunteer a lot with my parents, especially my mom, and I just gained a, a, a passion for helping other people. Mm. And along the way, um, like especially going, going to school, and, and high school was a really uh, big time for it, I, I realized how much people wanted to feel their best, how much people wanted to uh, communicate well with people, and so many conflicts within the family. People wanted to learn ways to be able to manage those conflicts or have fewer conflicts with the people that they love. Mm. And then with neurotherapy, um, after you know going into the psychology field, with neurotherapy, I knew that I, I, I wanted to become a neurotherapist because talk therapy will take you so far Medication will take you so far, but when we retrain the brain, it mm. really helps to rewire things and you're learning a new way of managing any symptoms from a brain-based perspective. Okay, okay. So, I mean, how long did it take for you to realize that this was something you wanted to do? Were you young? Were you um, very, you know, mature? What, what, what was about the age range? <laughs> It was sometime in high school. I was trying to remember exactly when it hit me. Was it freshman year? Was it sophomore year? Um, I'm not sure, but it was some point in high school, and I the desire came about because I didn't. <laughs> I know this is gonna sound bad. I didn't particularly like 
how some of the people in the school were handling, uh, like, you know, people's difficulties, their mental health. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And when, I said, I think I can do that better. <laughs> yeah, when you're and younger. So that's what made me want to do it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, when you're younger, uh, you said that a lot of those uh, mental health problems seem to, like, are very obvious. Very yes. obvious. <laughs> yes. And with neurotherapy, I kind of fell into it. When I was completing my uh, doctorate and I was working at the time at the place where I am uh, now and I completed my doctorate now I'm still on as a, one of the psychologists, mm-hmm. there were four of us. We were interns there. And once you get finished with your internship, you do something called a postdoc mm-hmm. uh, fellowship. And so that's your time after you graduated, your doctor so-and-so, but you have to complete a year of uh, postgraduate training before you can sit for your licensure. So there were four of us, and after you finish, each person goes into a different track for specialization. I cannot remember what was tagged for me, mm-hmm. uh, what I was supposed to specialize in, but one of the ladies who who was supposed to do neurotherapy, she left and took another position somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so when she left, she said, well, since I'm leaving, they're going to need somebody still for neurotherapy. And I said, I walked right in after she said that she was leaving, and I was like, I want to do the neurotherapy, mm-hmm. and it's all a wrap from there. And I've loved it ever since, and I'm so glad that I made that decision to make the switch from whatever I was slated for mm. and, and change over to neurotherapy. And particularly for neurotherapy, I, I like being in it because I don't feel like there are enough people of color who do neurotherapy, but there are a lot of people of color who can benefit from neurotherapy. Mm. Wow. Okay. So you, it seems like you uh, struck a, a bit of luck with your neurotherapy yeah. pass. <laughs> yeah. Or God. I, 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 put, I give it to God. I say, well, hey, God changed it all up. And mm. this is where he truly wanted me to go. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. That's that's pretty cool. You know, a lot of people <laughs> aren't, aren't as lucky. I, let's just put it like that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then they have to kind of how to fight to get uh, what they want too. Exactly. Okay, so um, let me let me go ahead and ask you this. So, what were some childhood hobbies or habits that you think matriculated into you becoming who you are today? I know of uh, studying. I love school. I'm not sure. Uh, I, a lot of the kids that I see now, they hate school. Mm-hmm. But I love school. I still do. I still love learning. Mm-hmm. And so, I did a whole bunch of reading. I read a lot about a whole bunch of different things, but. Uh, when I was younger, like post uh, pre-high school, I read about a lot of different types of jobs. And I think that went to, um, you know, getting the different information went into knowing that I really wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And so everything kind of pushed, pushed me into doing uh, psychology and later neurotherapy. Um, and I also attended, in high school, I attended different workshops, different programs, and just getting a feel for uh, different information and what the ins and outs were for my particular career and other careers. So I knew for sure, not that uh, other careers were uh, horrible or anything, but I knew for sure, you know, getting more and more information that, that those were things that I didn't want to do. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So um, as a neurotherapist, since you are in a very specific niche and you're very, mm-hmm. you have to have a lot of skill to be in there, what is an average day like for you as a doctor? It fluctuates, really. 
um, especially for me because I'm in private practice. Mm. I believe people who work at an organization, kind of like a, a typical nine to five or some set amount of hours, they have some uh, typical stability within their day. But mine kind of fluctuates day mm. to day. I can make my own hours, which I like. Okay. And um, and usually I work when people are off work, so and out of school. Mm. So I see a good deal of families and kids. And I uh, see a good deal of adults, but I can't start work until people are done with their job. Yes, yeah. You know, <laughs> so usually, typically, my day starts later. Of course, that changes in the summertime when kids are off, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the adults will take more time off, so I can see people. My schedule shifts up mm-hmm. in the uh, in the um, summertime, but you know that's not for everybody. Some people like the. The stability of just like, okay, I'm here at this time, I'm done at this time, and they have their nighttime um, to themselves. I'm usually in about two, sometimes it'll start earlier, and then I uh, sometimes I finish as late as nine or later. Wow. Um, and sometimes I start at nine, and then I don't finish until nine or later, so it really depends. It really fluctuates, and each day looks a little different. But I do a mix of different things. I do uh, individual therapy, so just traditional talk therapy, Mm -hmm. some group therapy, and uh, family therapy. I also uh, squeeze in from time to time. I did a lot more in the past, but now I I just try to keep my skills fresh, but I don't do quite as much of it. I do uh, neuropsychological testing. And what makes up the bulk of my day <laughs> is neurotherapy. Mm. And neurotherapy is a, a brain-based uh, treatment where you're rewiring your brain waves so that you can reduce symptoms. Uh, usually the brain is, a normal brain activity is between negative 1.0 and positive 1.0. It's kind of like that bell curve people learn about in okay. school. And you want to be like in that average range that's in the middle. Okay. But whenever we see any dysregulation where people are operating too low so that you're under negative 1.0 or too high where you're above positive uh, 1.0, um, that's where, where we're training. We're trying to train that to the norm, to the middle, where people can have more stability in their symptoms. Wow. Yeah, you learn something <laughs> new every day. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so um, <laughs> let me dive into this next question because I, I interviewed a, a counselor before, and I when I asked her the um, this same question, and again she's a she has her PhD too. She's a um, okay. counselor, um, and I asked her, you know, what is the what's what's something you enjoy the least about your job? And she said, I I don't really like sitting down all day. I like I like you know going outside and walking. You know, so what what do you enjoy the least about your job? I'm with that that counselor. Um, I don't like sitting so much, and I usually will try to walk around between patients yes. because we have a very sanitary job. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the summertime, I love it because I my practice is near a lake. Mm. Beautiful. It's huge. We can walk around it, and I often walk around with kids out there, so mm-hmm. that is a nice thing. Yes. I also hate, I hate, not even like the least, I hate the notes. It takes so long to write up your notes sometimes. Wow. <laughs> And all that paperwork, um, I don't really care for that part, but it's a necessary uh, evil. Yep. And sometimes I'm not too big on the hours. It's um, like you do so much before you go in when you start later in the day, like if I'm starting at 1, mm. 2, or 3, that uh, sometimes I feel a little tired. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I start my hours. No doubt about uh, it. And, and you got to stay on a routine. I can't, I can't start. 
I can't wake up way later mm. uh, just to start work uh, later. I still got to get some things done before work. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. oh, man. sometimes the hours can be a little iffy. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yes, ma'am. So what do you enjoy the, the most? Well, working in private practice, I do like the. I know this is going to sound silly with the hour thing, but I like the flexibility. Mm. Um, if I want, I can stack up a, it, it's insane, and sometimes we do it, mm-hmm. uh, I can stack a day up with uh, for 12 or 13 hours just so that I can be off for like a wedding mm. another day, Yeah, um, something like that. So it has a lot of, of leeway where you can be really flexible in the hours, and you can be flexible in what you do, too. You can just learn more and, and branch out into different niches and specializations. I also like, um, well, I love working with the patients. A lot of patients start off coming in with a lot happening. And I love it by the time that I've worked myself out of a job mm-hmm. and that they end. So the, the mark of a good a therapist is when you work yourself out of a job. Mm. So it's kind of sad at the end when you got to say goodbye. But when you say goodbye, you know that they've reached a really good place yep. and they no longer need your services. And that's a good thing. Yep. And of course, I love the neurotherapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with neurotherapy, I combine it often with holistic health and uh, wellness practices so that when people leave, they haven't just sat in the chair and done the neurotherapy in the office. They leave with a host of different techniques, strategies, and ideas that they can continue to use well beyond their time with me. Great. Okay. <laughs> that was that was really good. Um, <laughs> let me just let me just go ahead and co-sign on that first part that you enjoy most because I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, a lot of people sleep on that one. Being self-employed has benefits of yes. <laughs> of actually like spending time with family and friends and just taking off like just to sign okay you know i'm just gonna clear my day to, to spend time with my family that is a huge benefit of not having being uh, obligated to you know go into work because i might get fired no you don't yeah. you don't have to even sweat that you can just uh clear your schedule and say I'm, i want to this is my priority today so i'm gonna go and take care of that all right. Exactly. So um, <laughs> now you pretty much already answered this question. Well, not really. You said you enjoyed school a lot. Um, so this this might be a little um, I might not get the answer I want here because I want to hear no. But do you think that grades mattered in school for the success in your career? I, I, I thought, um, yes, to, but only to the extent that it helped shape my habits mm. as an adult now. Grades don't really matter beyond um, beyond school. Mm-hmm. Um, you need the grades to get out. You need the grades to be able to, uh, or certain grades. They don't have to even be ridiculously high. Like I thought about when I had to take the test to become a licensed psychologist. The range of passing that test is 500 to 800. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you get a 500 you pass, mm-hmm. and you're a psychologist just like every other psychologist. Mm-hmm. If maybe somebody who got like a 750, it doesn't, the scores don't matter at that point. It just matters that you're gaining the information and you're getting the good um, study habits, which parlay into good work habits. So I hate doing those notes, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. But I develop the skills, the training, you know, like the, the habit of being able to just sit down and do what I, I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. um, from from when I was in school. Wow. So, you know, I think it's more the habit of doing your work and not 
uh, just saying, you know, avoiding doing things more so than the grades are. So you want to develop good good habits in school. Okay, I see. So, so maybe it's a no. Maybe it's a no. <laughs> I, no, I, I completely understand what you're saying here. So um, I'm hearing more of a, it's a developing work ethic type of thing. Yep, work ethic. Wow. Okay. All right. That's a good piece of advice right there. But if you could give one piece of advice to someone out there listening who wants to become a neurotherapist or anything for that matter, who just, you know, needs some guidance trying to figure out what they want to do, what would that one piece of advice be? I, I, it's so hard to, to pare it down to one um, <laughs> um, because, you know, life is not just one single thing half the time. Of course. Because um, you got to you got to learn. Um, you want to you want to do the reading to learn up on on things, learn about the field. Um, you want to volunteer in it or if you are you have the opportunity opportunity to shadow somebody. You want to do something like that. But I guess. I guess if we have to just say one specific thing, I would say once you know what you want to do and if you're, you have a specific field and most fields have some angle that you can branch off into so that you're not just a generalist in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that is true for my, my field of mental health and psychology. Then you want to specialize. There's nothing wrong with being a generalist, but when you have a niche, when you specialize, you can take, you can take your, um, you can take the field much, much further mm. and you can do so much more with the, the patients that you're going to see. And wow. I believe that's true for most, um, most fields too. Okay. That's so a... I'm sorry. I, I didn't do my work right on that one because I feel like there's more than one thing that could, could oh, happen, please. you know, that goes into, you know, uh, to, to really getting the field that you want and figuring mm-hmm. out what you want to do. You got to do more than just one thing. So, I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hope I didn't get an F on that one. <laughs> no, hey, trust me, that was an A plus plus because a lot of people, you know, need to hear, especially from somebody in your uh, niche, because there are a lot of people who I, I don't think I could have gotten another interview with a neurotherapist, to be honest. I just I, don't, I really don't. So I it think is a very specialized niche. <laughs> yes. So I think a lot of people and a lot of our audience is going to take that and run with it. And, you know, uh, Miss Catherine, you've been an excellent, excellent. And let me let me go ahead and uh, correct myself. Dr. Catherine, you've been an excellent, <laughs> excellent okay. guest on my show. Um, honestly, you've given pieces of advice that I think people will carry with them for the rest of their lives. So, um, Dr. Catherine, please, um, I, do you have any type of website that you would like to, you know, uh, share out so that people can reach out to you if they ever need help or any questions or anything like that that we can leave in the description? Oh, yes. I have, um, my website is doctor, so it's D-R, um, C as in cat, C as in cat, and J as in Jackson. So it's drccj.com. Mm-hmm. Really simple, really small, really easy. And then um, if you don't mind, I can even tell people where to find me mm-hmm. online. And they can send questions on Twitter or on uh, Instagram. Perfect. Um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Catherine Jackson. So it's my name, Dr. Catherine Jackson, Catherine with a C. Mm-hmm. Um, and... At, on Instagram and then on Twitter is Dr. Dr. Um, C.C. Jackson. So you can send questions um, on the website, on Twitter, or on Instagram. I'm always open and always happy to answer questions about neurotherapy or the general field of psychology. Wow, perfect. And honestly, Dr. Catherine, thank you so, so much. Um, until you. next time, guys, thank you for watching. See you again. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes podcast, 
SoundCloud, and Google Play channels at YI Network. And make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at YI Network. That's Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And if you or somebody you know loves their job and would like to inspire others too, make sure to email me at why I'm passionate at gmail.com. Again, why I'm passionate at gmail.com. Talk to you guys soon.